This episode of Girl Influence Power is brought to you by Collectin. Shop or run the world's tiniest boutiques with Collectin. Welcome to Girl Influence Power Podcast. I'm your host, Nadia Lee, entrepreneur, jewelry designer, CEO, co-founder of Collectin, an app that lets you shop influencer and designer labels direct from the source. Thank you for tuning in live on CastBox. This episode is brought to you by Collectin. Shop the world's tiniest boutiques in partnership with CastBox. For those tuning in to our podcast for the first time, what is Girl Influence Power? It's my podcast dedicated to interviewing influential women, whether she's an entrepreneur, an influencer, or a public figure, to explore the common thread that binds us together and makes us successful as influencers. Today, my guest is Mercy Tolentino Steinweich. She is one of my role model of what a successful businesswoman entrepreneur should look like. Mercy is the CEO and founder of Forensis Group. Forensis Group is an expert witness services and consulting company providing experts and consultants to law firms and other private and public companies. Mercy founded her company in 1991 and have since grown it to over 30 million in sales with over 3,000 consultants, 20,000 clients, and 30,000 litigation cases nationwide. Mercy and her company has been recognized as the top 100 women-owned business and top minority-owned business in Los Angeles for nine consecutive years. Mercy is also very passionate about giving back and making an impact in her community. She serves on the board of Red Cross San Gabriel Valley. She's also a community board member for Youth Business Alliance that focuses on empowering students to build essential business skills. Not only that, Mercy is very passionate about, passionate about giving back to her home country of Philippines by sponsoring nutrition and scholarship programs for students. And I have the privilege of knowing Mercy from being part of the same Vistage group and for many, many, many years. And we've been speakers together at different business venues. And it always amazes me that Mercy can talk about business and be so focused. And all of a sudden, when she turns that off, she's laid back and she can talk about anything, especially her passion in, in giving back and building a better world. So welcome, Mercy. <laughs> what an introduction. That was amazing, <laughs> Nadia. And thank you so much. No, thanks for thank coming to my show. I love having my friends come to the show. <laughs> it's, it's my honor and privilege to be here. And oh. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, thank you. So we're going to jump right in yes. and really talk about your career and your influence. So let's go back. Back to the earliest days. So where you're born, where were you born? Imagine an archipelago of 7,200 islands mm -hmm. across the Pacific Ocean. Mm -hmm. I was born in one of those islands really? in the Philippines. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was... And so what's your earliest memory growing memories. up? Back to me, that town was a, is a sleepy hometown. Mm -hmm. It's like time stands right. still. And I was mm -hmm. just there not too long ago, like the other month. And sure enough, time stood still. But it is a place of where there's a strong sense of community, uh -huh. tradition, religion also. Right, and, right, right. And people care for each right, other. Right, so right. that's a, my earliest memories, there's so many. I have mm -hmm. to choose very well. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you so earliest memories, that means my childhood. So let me take you in our garden where mm -hmm. I'll be digging um brown clay and mm -hmm. molding this brown earth into different shapes like wow. animals, mm -hmm. a fruit plate and uh, miniature stoves mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and pots and pans and even right. tried it and dangerously left a spot there. So, um, or we will get hibiscus right. and with a little uh, detergent, mm -hmm. take the pistol, put it all together. And that's how we 
made bubbles. Really? Yeah, so it's my ah. memory is that abundance of uh, the beauty of nature. Uh-huh. Wow. Blue skies, right, heavy right, rains, right. Uh, thunder, lightning, butterflies, right. dragonflies, but it's also an abundance of the wrath of nature. Uh-huh. Right. There's a lot of rainfall yeah. there. <laughs> We're on the typhon belt of the... Oh, um, right. The Philippines is in the right, typhon right, belt. Right, right, And so I remember walking home from school mm-hmm. and having to dock because mm-hmm. I see these pieces of galvanized iron that have mm-hmm. come off the roof flying around. Oh, wow. So you have to dock or you have right, to, go, right, right. to go over fallen trees. Right, so right. those are all the memories I have. With abundance mm-hmm. is also scarcity. Right, in right. that place, there's not much happening mm-hmm. no glittering lights mm-hmm. no toys for us we had to make up our right. toys no not many opportunities as well it's right. so what's education like then it's there. free right. for um mm-hmm. for the elementary right uh, mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. but after that if you don't have money you don't get educated okay so if we have now i'll tell a story of one right. of um, of michael managini mm-hmm. Michael, uh, my father, when he was alive 20 years ago, he found Michael Manalili, who was a very bright boy, first mm-hmm. honors in his class in one of the most remote areas in the Philippines. And he couldn't go to school, but wanted to go to school. So mm-hmm. what took him in as a scholar, and he worked hard and now is a licensed civil engineer, top ah. 12 in the country, and has a company with 50 employees. Mm-hmm. The good part is he's also sending scholars on right. his own. Uh-huh. Yeah, but if we... We did not make, uh, if we didn't uh, take him in as a right, scholar, right, right. that would have been a life right, of unrealized right. potential, right, just like that's that. True. It that's would true. have been a life of um, just going to the rivers, fishing, yeah. feeding the family, having your own family, right, right. and then perpetuate that cycle of right. poverty. Exactly. So poverty is the adversity, right. adversity to education. Right, that's true. Um, and so you do a lot of work going, uh, sponsoring and scho- you know doing scholarship programs for the Philippines. Yes, yeah. we do from day one, but we put a structure to it like 13 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that um, put a structure to it means it becomes part of our right, right. DNA in the company. So we put it in our end of job we ask our clients Mm -hmm. to participate not really with money but Mm -hmm. just for us to create awareness that you know let's think outside of ourselves there are many people who need to be helped. So you make that that kind of initiative also in your work in your business. Yes it's part of our uh, structure Mm -hmm. and I'm so proud to say that in the last 13 years we've produced I believe over 30,000 of our own money. Yes. uh But it's just the awareness ah, that I wanted to right, right, get right. included. That's yeah. true. That's true. Because every every penny counts, and if you can oh. send someone with the dream um, to be able to yeah achieve that dream and make make an impact on this yes, world and as well, a little bit goes a long way, especially right. in um, in Philippines, developing countries. Right. Yeah, it's true. Um, so, was there any strong influence on you when you were a child, or any women role models that you look up to? be it a lion or a tiger I'm not afraid that's from my childhood and every time I share that I see the face of my mother so it's my mother my mother once I was going to be cheated out of my rightful place and you know as a first honors valedictorian right. she talked to the teacher to the principal because of favoritism and then stop until she got what was right for me so from there I she taught me how to have belief in myself right, right. and the courage to fight for what is right, even mm-hmm. if you have to 
take the risks. Right, right. It's true because so, I think yeah. I think women nowadays they really need to learn to be, you know, very secure and very confident about themselves, so that to not feel like oh, you know, this world is filled with prejudice. So I think it's important when you arm yourself with the tools that you won't be affected by you know the prejudice that's definitely. happening around around us. Yes, um, so was it tough being an immigrant and coming to the U.S.? Uh, did you have any struggles? Um, I would say yes, but uh, I was so focused and driven, and mm-hmm. part of it is like an adventure for me, right. so that all those difficulties probably melted away in mm-hmm. my mind. Mm-hmm. Difficulties would be like, I'm out there, I don't have a job, I don't right. have insurance, right. I don't have a car, mm-hmm. I don't have a place after I crashed on the couch of my friend, mm-hmm. and had to ask a woman, a stranger in church, to say to ask, do you have a bedroom. Right. So those are hard realities uh-huh. that right. I had to face with. But I think the most um, the most important one is the psychological uh-huh. uh, part of it. Because back home, right. I was well-educated. I had mm-hmm. measurable success. I mm-hmm. was an officer with a secretary on the side. I was writing, getting published and mm-hmm. teaching. And then when I came here, I had my career to take a dive below zero Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I had to underqualify myself to even get a job. And and so that's a reality. But then I have to tell you a little story. I was working at a factory. I didn't have a car, so I had to get a ride from someone. Mm -hmm. But I had to be dropped off so early because we worked in a different car. So I was cold. I didn't have the right clothes. And the door was not open. There was like an hour. So I went to the reception area. It was dark. I mean, it was not Mm -hmm. a big deal. But I was told I could not go there. Really? To seek warmth uh-huh. for no apparent reason. So that was, hmm, I said, I'm, it's, that's a psychological right, adjustment right, 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 that right, I had. But right. if I had to pull all this together mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. a big picture, right. I had fun. Yeah. <laughs> In the well, end, I had fun. Because you're a very positive yeah, person. Yeah, it's an adventure, and I always have a good right, home right. to go back to. Right. So now, tell me the moment when you decided that I'm going to start Forensis Group. So what is that catalyst? Yes, I remember. It was um, 1990. I was a marketing manager in Century City. Mm-hmm. So having just arrived here like 10 years before as an immigrant and, and looking at me and looking at my surroundings. Right. I thought to myself, I've arrived. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I lost my job oh. for no apparent reason. <laughs> I don't know why. They couldn't tell me exactly right, right, why right. they're letting me go. So then at that point, I realized nobody should have that much control over right. my future. Mm-hmm. That, uh, As uh, Peter Drucker says, the only way to predict your future is mm-hmm. to create it. Right, right. So I wanted my time mm-hmm. uh, and flexibility with my time because of uh, I had a young family. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want anybody having that control if I whether I have money or not right. so I mm-hmm. wanted a shot at financial freedom mm-hmm. so then uh, that was an opportunity for me to start a company based on a business mm-hmm. idea I had which was right. to to provide experts and consultants right. in construction mm-hmm. to the legal profession so then I ran it by a few friends an architect uh, an engineer and a lawyer what do you think they told me no. No. No, no, no. No, it's always no. a no yeah. for women. <laughs> You're right. But not just one no. No, no, no. Mercy can't do it. I said, why not? Because you're not an engineer. You're not right. a you're not a lawyer. You don't even have your business degree. Besides, yeah. you are a young mother with a young family. Mm-hmm. No, you're a woman minority right. immigrant in a male-dominated society. So what did I do? I smiled at them and went home and um, started the company anyway in the dining area of my home in Altadena <laughs> until I needed a 
a better place that I can afford, which became the Pasadena Library. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's ah, where nice. I went. And one time I was going and it was closed. I said, who closed my office without telling me? It was the recession <laughs> ah. and they cut the hours. Ah. And so with that and $3,000 right, on right. my uh, credit card for mm -hmm. an LC Mac mm -hmm. and this uh, modern state-of-the-art equipment right, right. called fax machine, <laughs> I took off and never looked back. Right, right. <laughs> that's how I, right, I started. You even discover the first we work by being in the library <laughs> <laughs> it had the best resources right. all the business periodicals with that green light over you That's it was true. so cool <laughs> yeah. so what do you think is your best personality trait that made you successful hmm. um i would say deep down it starts from deep down knowing mm -hmm. yourself knowing your right. purpose what you stand up for mm -hmm. and also having that definiteness of purpose and right. pursuing it with a burning desire uh, but without losing sight of your priorities right, of what right. matters to you right that's because true. business can consume and if right. that's your priority that's fine right, but right. if that's not all of it you want to make sure you don't lose sight of right, that and then true. decisions will be easier to make every right. single day yeah because i know you focus a lot on family work yes. balance so it's not Definitely. just about building the business it's no. also having a balance and spend time because you're a mother as well with three kids so you need to balance everything definitely um, <laughs> yeah. and it's time you can't um bring back mm -hmm. the time that's that you true. didn't spend with that's them. That's true. That's yeah. very, yeah, mm -hmm. that's actually the one thing, the one takeaway that actually, mm -hmm. yeah, you actually told me that very early on. <laughs> so I am telling myself that now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, so there are a lot of growing pains with growing a company, and you've had this company for so long. Mm -hmm. um, that What do you think, is there ever a point where you go, oh my God, this is really, really tough, everything's falling apart, or just a difficult moment. Um, and what was that like? Definitely. And it just happened. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it just happened. It's all in the name of change. Uh -huh, right. Change is so complex, right. especially change when it comes to people. Right. Oh, so, yes. uh, yeah, I remember there was a change of top management right, and right. people were not very sure of what was happening. Right. They probably had information gaps and we're filling it with assumptions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, and when there's a vacuum of power that right, also kind right. of sends people in all directions. Mm -hmm. So I made sure that I uh, communicate with them, connect with them right, right. so that trust can be built moment by moment right. and to tell them that I'm here for them mm -hmm. and what the support for me look like, answer any questions they have. Right. But it doesn't happen right away. No, yeah. What I realize is if as a leader or your leadership and my, mm -hmm. you're here, but some of the people are at different places. In not their, aligned with your yeah, culture. Understanding or even embracing change. Right. So that was difficult because, but it's with people because it's with people. Right. Uh, and then technology too is right. a disruption, but for all the good reasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you get disrupted, <laughs> that's really <laughs> difficult. And I keep saying these are growing pains. This is the you know that's the the cost of right, of, right. of being better is right. that pain. Right. But in all of this, uh, it was really what we're all about: our mission, our vision, especially our core values. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's where I look to because the core values. Right. And the behavior that supports right. it, uh, kindness, respect, define the culture right. as to how people yes. behave. 
And we look to our core values to fire people, to hire people <laughs> in true. all the decisions that we make in good and bad times. Right, actually. it's true. A really effective company management is about preserving that culture and that yeah. core value. And, 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 you know, for people out there who have never managed a company, like you really can hire good people and fire good people. Because you know what your value is. I mean, sometimes Definitely. you have a really good employee and he's he's really good, but he just doesn't fit your culture. But he's very disruptive. At the end of the day, you have to fire him because, exactly. yeah, because yeah. that's just not the culture that you're building. And it's your yeah. company with your specific culture. And, and yeah, Definitely. it's very important. Yeah. It's Definitely. all in the people. <laughs> yeah. People, yes. yes if you, you want can... to move it forward, it's in the people, right? In the people. Yeah, they're the drivers yeah. of change. People. Right. Exactly. And then now we have to deal with the technology of course but you know you're yeah. one of the first to go on the internet too to get all of your business from the internet or most of your business yes yes yeah so you're really a leader in technology well, in some I way try. i mean if you <laughs> i may not be technologically savvy <laughs> right but my my ideas are right there right 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 right, right. <laughs> yeah the internet enabled us to break down all geographical barriers and mm -hmm. we were able to expand nationwide right because right, of that right right because you don't yeah. have to be in yeah, california you don't have to yes. be there that's true that's yeah. very true all right well we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with mercy now you can try before you buy on collectin introducing experience the new way to shop jewelry. Flaunt your style and express your creativity with experience. Get it today, only on Collectin. We're back with Mercy. So we're gonna talk a little bit about your influence. So your husband, Howard, is an amazing artist. So I hear you paint as well. Is that a hobby, a second career? I mean, what do you like about painting? Yeah, my husband is an amazing artist. He comes up with ideas that are timeless, mm -hmm. that will withstand the test of time. As for me, um, I love to do it. I'm not sure where it's going to go. This is one where, mm -hmm. you know, I have to let the natural course of things right. happen. But to me, it's like a, a visual language. Uh -huh. It enables me to capture the essence of what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling about the world, uh -huh. the beauty or the problems we face okay. and the challenges and and then put them in uh, in images right. and have fun with the colors. Ah, like okay. I feel for refugees, right, I paint right. their faces. In fact, I started painting because of the faces of the... Victims of Typhoon Haiyan, ah, the, uh -huh. the kids. That's yes, how uh -huh. it got me started ah, because I okay. wanted so much to right. help them. Uh -huh. And I see their faces in a newspaper. Right, so right. Then, uh, then a friend of mine sent me all these materials and I just started painting, painting. their ah, faces. Okay. So, I, I guess I'm not very familiar with art, but uh, like you, what kind of medium <laughs> do you use? Or like what kind of, you know, what kind of material do you use what, to paint? <laughs> I am not also because I'm not trained at all. Whatever I use is what comes my way. I, it's primarily oil now, uh -huh, but I uh -huh. started with acrylic and it's uh -huh. on canvas. I did drawings with charcoal uh -huh. also. So it's all over. I'm not ah, trained okay. at all. And I'm trying to really just be 
spontaneous and here. Right. Well, I don't essence. think artists needs to be trained, you know? I think artists, I mean, art is also really a talent and a passion. For some artists, maybe the training helps, but... Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I... I you know, At some point, yeah. it probably will. But for me, I think it's too late. I just have to just put it all out there, whatever I have to say visually. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, you've built Forensis Group for over 30 years now. So what do you see that's next for That's for next for us. Or yes. for even for you. Yeah. Yes. For the company, see, we provide the experts and consultants mm -hmm. to the legal profession after the fact. Right, right. Uh, when something has gone wrong, find out what really right. uh, happened when something has gone wrong. Mm -hmm. So we would like to provide the best minds before the fact, before ah. damages happen, mm -hmm. before lives are lost. Right. So, and and that's still in the with our mission of truth, and that right, reinforces right. our mission of truth because mm -hmm. our mission is to um, uncover to provide the best minds, right? To, so that they can unveil the facts, uncover the truth, mm -hmm. prevent damages, right? Improve our lives and change um, human experience for ah. the better in mm -hmm, the world. Mm -hmm. So okay. that's what I see. Is that okay. full circle? Right, right, for right. Full circle. Right, and you, you're very involved in giving back and philanthropy. So maybe tell me a little bit about some of your philanthropy efforts like with Red Cross um, you know how did you get involved in that in Red Cross that's right so actually it was you who told me that there was a very big typhoon in the Philippines we were at a retreat and I said oh, yeah I said Nadia we have typhoons every day. Yeah. We're on the typhoon belt. But when I came back and I mm -hmm. saw the newspaper, it was devastating. It was ah. the typhoon of the century. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I saw these faces of children, right. mm -hmm. hopeless, you know, without a stitch of clothing on their backs. So I, I went about working and then in, I was in one of the business conferences ah, and mm -hmm. I told a lawyer, you know, I can't really work. I'm so... Right. And then he connected me with the Red Cross. Ah, uh -huh. And the Red Cross stepped up and did an event at the Rose Bowl mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where we uh, which they just did but they right. did another event for mm -hmm. me and we raised close to thirty thousand ah. dollars to s and then they sent it right, right, to right. the uh, children to right, the to right. the victims so mm -hmm. that's how I got involved ah, with Red Cross I, okay do you, now do you think women approach philanthropy in their own unique ways um, and like how do you like approach philanthropy mm -hmm. yeah well philanthropy for me is because the it's because of education that I'm right. here. Mm -hmm. So that's my passion, obsession, right, right. is to give the gift of hope the, through the gift of education. Right. So what's uh, important to you? Yeah, is, yeah. Is, it's what's is it? important to me. Okay. But as far as women, I think you can trace that back as to women le leadership. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. women, uh, unless we'll talk about that. No, later. no, no. So women yeah. leadership, um, I know, is mm -hmm. more transformational, participative, right, right. collaborative, right, right. and nurturing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So those are characteristics of women leadership that are not very apparent in, in, in men leadership. Right. Yes, that's uh, true. Which are more transactional, yes. task-oriented, mm -hmm. independent. Right. Although empathetic. I, <laughs> yeah, although I have to say before I make my point that I think we will be successful equally and mm -hmm. those traits are not mutually exclusive right, we just right. have to learn from each other that's true yeah but my point uh, was that women leadership as in women philanthropy right. mm -hmm. if you want to be nurturing color that's more transformational mm -hmm. and that's growth and development that is permanent in the right. life of that person mm -hmm. and it's something you cannot take away right that's right so for me that's mm -hmm. women philanthropy women 
leadership. Okay. So now, you know, like the environment keeps changing. Do you think like nowadays, I mean, I feel like nowadays women have more opportunities. Do you think that um, women still have major roadblocks in, you know, being leaders, being CEOs or making, you know, making really be in the more primary role, I guess, in changing Mm -hmm. the world? I think it's changing. It's changing and moving in the right right direction. Mm -hmm. But I probably, there are probably still some roadblocks. Did you have some major ones when you were starting out? Yeah, I will tell you. (laughs) But the the reason too is uh, the systems and structures that were passed on to us Mm -hmm. from history, by history, from hundreds of history, Mm -hmm. history, and then entrenched by society, were just... Uh, collapsing those one by right, one, right, right. so that won't happen overnight. Right, right. But the fact that we're it's it's an active conversation, right. and people are aware of it. You know, that's it, it's a good thing. It's getting awareness, and then it's getting a real body, and and people are being um, women are being empowered, mm-hmm. and they have a voice now. Do, do I have, have any? Do you yeah. have any juicy stories to tell where you feel like, hey, I, I was <laughs> that was so unfair because I was a woman, or you know, comments I, yeah, <laughs> that no, you get? I, I do. I've been screamed at. I've been winked at. But this uh, this one I have to tell. I was at a construction trade show in downtown, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I had my best suit on. Yeah. It has to be dark, uh-huh. dark blue. <laughs> it's a, a construction. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a man's man, world. Yeah. So I have my booth on and I was so driven and happy to yeah. be there. Mm-hmm. And then from across the hall, I see Bill. Uh-huh. Bill is a is a big time officer right, of right. a large trade association mm-hmm. going around talking to the companies exhibiting there. Yeah. And when he came to me, he said, uh, Mercy, I'm only here I'm only here because of a conference, and mm-hmm. I'm only telling you because I was given the task of telling everyone in oh. this com- mm-hmm. company, but I don't think it's for you. Oh. He said that. And then before he left, uh, he looked at me and said, by the way, when you go home, are you still going to uh, cook, wash dishes, wash clothes? And so I said, yes, because mm-hmm. I have a family. Right, right. So I was so focused, I, I didn't right. pay any mind. Right, right. I was naive too, but right. when I went home, my husband said, that wasn't a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that, yeah, was, that was, was pretty much, yeah. Yeah, but I was so prejudiced. focused. Yeah, yeah because I was you're a, a woman. Yeah, I was, it's a construction. And right. so that's the, that's the beginning of my awareness that different rules, mm-hmm. well, Bill treated, saw me, I was right. different from him. Right. And so treated me differently. Right. And so right. that was my um, beginning of my awareness that different rules apply to different right. uh, to men and men, women, women in yeah, the male-dominated industry. And so that was the beginning of my determination to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you get older, you get wiser, and you don't let the men step all over you anymore. Um, no, it's a good thing I was naive and they just deflect. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what? Actually, I was yeah, very focused. Because yeah. I was in a conversation yesterday at a business women also leadership um, yeah. uh, conference. Yeah. And they were saying that a lot of the women who are successful weren't actually aware that they were being, you know, prejudiced because they were a woman. They just felt like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just having a conversation with a man and Mm -hmm. certain things you said, like you said, you go home and you reflect upon it and you said, hey, that was because I was a woman. He would never have said that to me had Mm -hmm. I been, you know, a man. Right. So but then a lot of successful women, we don't think of it as like I'm going in there because I'm I'm a woman and I, you know, I need to be different. Mm -hmm. We just go in there because we need to do our job. Exactly. We we see it just as the men. And we're just there to do, you know, what we need to do. Yeah, but, no, yeah. exactly. That we're was so focused. Yeah, I know. yeah, it's such an interesting well, I insight. Even, I know. <laughs> yeah. Unless my husband told me, I didn't even 
Right, like, right, I thought right. they were just questions. Right, I, right. I'm so focused. I'm so <laughs> yeah, driven. So everything true. got deflected. <laughs> right, I don't have time for yeah. any of <laughs> negative <laughs> misery yes, or victimization. Negative energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with all your expert clients, what percentage do you say are women? Um, 15%. Oh, okay. About 500. Okay. So that's not bad. That's, that's actually not a bad. healthy percentage. Yeah. But of course, we should not happy, be happy with 15%. Right, right, right. And it's going to increase over time, you it feel? It should increase, but that's also a factor of what was outside of us, uh-huh, uh-huh. like the other institutions, right, right. education, right, for example, right. mm-hmm. because we're in the sciences, right, engineering. And I have to take a moment and be proud because Emily, who's a, a teacher, my mm-hmm. daughter and my um, and uh, my son, uh, Jake, Jacob, in the graduate um, program are very involved mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. diversity, inclusion and right, equality right. in their own. And then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, inclusion and diversity is such a big buzzword in corporations now. So why is that important to you? Uh, when I was a child, I was taught to be, um, to, to believe in myself, have mm-hmm, the courage mm-hmm. to fight for what's right. And right. Um, even though you have to take risks mm-hmm. and that powerful life lesson right. brought me to here in this country, 10,000 mm-hmm. miles away. So I made it here mm-hmm. and I against all odds, right? against all the hurdles I had to overcome. And I'm making a difference. Yeah. The fa- my family's making a difference. The company's making a difference. And so my wish is that we, in this country, we can continually, we can continually welcome people from different parts mm-hmm. of the world, some right. of whom are the best and the brightest, mm-hmm. so that, and they bring different ideas, different ways of thinking that mm-hmm. would promote innovation, creativity, and enrich our lives and right. we live a prosperous lives. That's the world I want to pass on right. to my children. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important. And the question to all of us is, can we really make a difference if we all think alike? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> depending on who you ask. <laughs> I know. I just had to say my, <laughs> right, that's right. what I believe. Yes, yes, yes. So you, so, so, do you hire different people with different backgrounds and diversity? Or, or do you have like events and you're coming? What do you do to like, to, to make, support yeah, diversity to support and inclusion? diversity and inclusion, yeah. Yeah, organically we are diverse uh-huh. and inclusive. If right. I look around, I think there are nine races and, you know, it's, yeah. it's very diverse. Right, right. But internally, because it is embedded in, mm-hmm, in our mm-hmm. culture, in right, our core, core values, value, our mission, right. mm-hmm. so it's it's there, mm-hmm. and it manifests itself in in many ways, uh, in team collaboration, mm-hmm. cross pollination of ideas, support feedback system, mm-hmm. open door policy, right. uh, you know, appreciating their resiliency mm-hmm. or their good ideas mm-hmm. and then supporting some of their projects too. Ah, okay. Yeah, like I, there, we have someone there who does Plugging LA, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is picking up waste mm-hmm. in a park just out of their own volition. So, uh-huh. so we support that and uh, Nina, our director of mm-hmm. marketing, also leads the social consciousness and social mm-hmm. responsibility. Right, and, right. And, but it starts from home. Right, right. From the office. Right, we ban, right. We ban plastics. And right, right. I mean, that's part of being a solution to the, <laughs> <laughs> to the challenges of today. But that's what we do. Right, right. Um, yeah. So in, in every little way, we all, we all try Definitely. to contribute. Like I'll have my culture day, or at least I call my culture day, where I just eat different 
culture's food. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, oh, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that reminds me. Because yeah. the food connects us. Oh, tell me when know? that's happening, yeah. I can come. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, I want to know, you know, where's the next Philippines place <laughs> to go? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's one thing I have to tell you, though. We have had the TED Talks. I mm-hmm. think I mentioned that. Right, right. Where everyone um, has takes turns in choosing mm-hmm. what uh, the, the TED Talk we will see. And yeah. they will spearhead the the discussion Mm -hmm. and so that's a way of opening and welcoming different ways of thinking yeah and so like I'm not into video games but there was a video game and now I learned Mm -hmm. how important video games could be oh (laughs) it's a big market yeah so different people (laughs) choose their and and then they right right. so that's a diversive workplace yeah. So now let's close the, the conversation now. So like for any aspiring young women entrepreneurs out there, what advice would you give them in terms of having, you know, how do you balance the best of two worlds uh, with family and work or, or just any advice that you think would yeah. be really helpful to yourself if you were like 15 years younger and, mm-hmm. you know, was starting and growing your business, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. It will have to go back to what I said before, because it always starts from within Mm-hmm. Deep, deepest within. Right. You have to know who you are, right. which is could be a process. Yes, you know? yes. That's, who, it could be a long yeah, process. Yeah, a long process. <laughs> but at least you're aware of right, it. Yeah. And who you are, mm-hmm. what you stand up for, your purpose, right. uh, what matters to you. And then once you have that purpose, that definiteness of purpose, and then have that burning desire to right. achieve it. Be very focused. Right but without losing sight of your priorities because then you can be consumed with business. So uh, that's how I remember how I made decisions every single day as to where I would be. Is it at a football game or a cheering competition Mm. or a drama or shall I make extra five calls? So, you know, it's like your moral compass. If you know who you are, your purpose, what you stand up for, but you have that burning desire Mm -hmm. for for your purpose. Right but also um, know what matters. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, too, is um, have a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. That is very important nowadays. Yeah, we've made yes. it one of our core values. Right, right, And right. then um, mm. this, we cannot, I mean, this is important. Surround yourself with inspiring people. That's true. Like all of us in, uh, in our group. Yes. Yeah, we learn yeah. so much right, from each right, other. Right, right, And help each other. Yeah, and Women help and each men. other. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to feel isolated right, when you're confronted right. with some very critical questions. Right, right. So I'd say those would be Wow, that's my, nice. Yeah, that's why you're my role model, I, Mercy. <laughs> thank you so much. That's a big, that's a tall task, no, Nadia. No, no, no. That's a tall task. Because I was young and naive when I first joined Vistage. That was over 15 years ago, yeah. I think. Yeah, but, oh, but you were so driven. Uh, you had so much energy and you knew what you wanted. And you too. <laughs> the two of us. Well, the energy nice. Right. Well, thank you, Mercy, for joining us today and sharing your amazing stories. You're so inspirational for women pursuing their passions in entrepreneurship and then really enjoying the fruits of your labor and giving back um, to make the world better. So for all of you out there who haven't followed Mercy Steinweig, you need to do it now. She's an amazing woman of influence who has great stories to share with you. So you can follow Mercy and Mer- uh, Forensis Group on Twitter, LinkedIn, or on her company website, ForensisGroup.com. If you enjoy our podcast today, please subscribe to our podcast and check out our videos on 
website, girlinfluencepower.com, or on Collectin's YouTube channel. And there you have it, Mercy. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you for you, coming. Thank you so much, Nadia, and thank you, everyone. This has been a privilege. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> it that, is fun. <laughs> yep, and that's a wrap. <laughs>